On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time Imon Irti Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashi Dochretche, Nach Vetoch, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientalam again Omgrev, Orkorn Rachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Just a note before we start today's episode of the Indo Daily. It contains derogatory language, which some listeners may find offensive. On Tuesday night... The conservative commentator Lawrence Fox appeared on the Dan Wooden Tonight Show on GB News. Show me a single self-respecting man that would like to climb into bed with that woman, ever. Ever. Who wasn't an incel. Who wasn't a cucked little incel. That little woman has been fed, spoon-fed oppression, day after day after day after day, starting with the lie of the gender uh, uh, wage gap. It was these comments about political correspondent Ava Evans that has led to GB News suspending both the host and the guest. The presenter Dan Wooden has been suspended, along with Lawrence Fox, over the uh, actor and Reclaim Party leader's sexist and derogatory comments about a journalist, Ava Santina. This story has captured the news agenda in the UK since the remarks aired on the controversial news programme. And now, as the fallout continues, the Mail Online has taken decisive action against Wooden. Following events this week, DMG Media can confirm that Dan Wooden's freelance column with Mail Online, which had already been paused, has now been terminated along with his contract. I'm Ellen Coyne, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by journalist and TRT World presenter Enda Brady and Dave Hannerty of the Irish Independent to discuss the men at the centre of the story and the fallout after the remarks. So Enda, you're going to try and help us navigate and understand this scandal. Maybe we might go back to the start. Can you take me back to Tuesday evening? Dan Wooten was presenting his show on GB News and he was interviewing Lawrence Fox, who's a bit of a controversial uh, commentator. What happened? Yes, so Lawrence Fox was an actor and then he's made himself the head of a political party here and he contributes to this right-wing news channel, GB News, which has minuscule viewers, really. You know, a lot of people would say that it's it's never going to challenge CNN or Sky News or the BBC, but that's what they want. You know, they want to be seen as this kind of upstart, rebellious channel where challenging opinions are allowed to be heard uh, away from what they call the mainstream media. So... 
basically there was a discussion about a female journalist called Ava Evans. She works for a news website and she had been on the BBC in the previous 24 hours talking about, you know, the mental health crisis in young men. And there was an issue and a topic discussed around whether there should be a minister for men. I think that it feeds into the culture a little bit, this minister for men argument. Like, In my mind, I think there should be a minister for mental health, which would be all-encompassing. I mean, you've got something like 7 million children waiting for prescriptions for mental health at the moment. It's a crisis that's endemic throughout the country, not specific to men. And she had said she doesn't agree with this, that you would alienate or make an enemy of women, and she felt it wasn't the right thing to do. So, basically, Dan Wotton was presenting. So he's the guy from New Zealand. He's, you know, he's an interesting character. And he has Lawrence Fox on as a guest. And Lawrence Fox goes into a diatribe about Ava Evans, um, which resulted in him saying that no self-respecting man, and I'm using his words here, Mm -hmm. would clamber into bed with her. Um, And he proceeded with even more unusual language for a respectable broadcast station. But this way, you wouldn't be able to get away with saying the words he used on any channel I've ever worked for. Mm -hmm. And Dan Mutton was in the studio. He didn't pick him up on what he said. He didn't challenge him and he didn't apologise for the language that was used. If I met you in a bar and that was like sentence three, chances of me just walking away are just huge. We need powerful, strong, amazing women who make great points for themselves. We don't need these sort of feminist 4.0. They're pathetic and embarrassing. Who'd want to shag that? He was seen kind of smirking his way through what Lawrence Fox was, and then he chipped in with saying that she's a very beautiful woman. Uh, And then the fallout afterwards, uh, Fox has shared a screenshot of what he is insinuating is text messages between him and Wooten with lots of smiley faces about what happened. And you you mentioned there at the start, like the viewership is not... uh hugely impressive for for GB News. But this, very quickly after its broadcast, uh, attract a lot of attention. Is that right? Yeah, huge attention. So obviously, you know, Lawrence Fox saying what he said, commenting about how sexually attractive a female journalist is. And he, he, you know, saying that the only male who would get into bed with her would be an incel. He actually said this. Um, It went viral, you know, and obviously nobody's watching it. But it gets picked up on social media, then everyone watches the clips and it ends up in the Times newspaper and the Daily Mail and the Sun newspaper and their websites. So I think, look, I've even, I'm in London today. I've just been buying fruit and veg down the road here in central London. And the fruit and veg guy recognized me and he said, oh, what do you make of what Lawrence Fox said to Dan Wotton? So mm. it's punched through. Everyone's talking about it. So talk me through, what was the kind of the instant reaction from GB News after this started to become um, quite a big controversy? So Lawrence Fox has been taken off air. Um, he he won't be appearing on GB News for the foreseeable future. And then a few hours later, the management suspended Dan Wooten. Now, a lot of people felt that, you know, Wooten has had an interesting few weeks, shall we say. Mm-hmm. There has been an investigative news website looking at allegations against him and allegedly 
offering money to colleagues in return for sexually explicit material. That has been going on some four or five weeks. So a lot of people were questioning why he still had a show, why he was still on air. They hadn't investigated any of that. He denies any wrongdoing whatsoever, I should point out, and says that he has made errors of judgment in the past with regard to what has been alleged previously. But basically, management have moved very, very quickly. And Dan Wooten has now been suspended as well as Lawrence Fox. And as Dan apologised... We've also had a statement, too, from the host of that programme, Dan Wooten. He's apologised for what he describes as a very unfortunate lapse in judgment. It's quite a lengthy statement, but I'll read some of that to you. He said, I want to reiterate my regret over last night's exchange with Lawrence on GB News. Having looked at the footage, I can see how inappropriate my reaction to his totally unacceptable remarks appear to be. And I want to be clear that I was in no way amused by the comments. So he has. uh Um, He has also tried to reach out to Ava Evans. Uh, She claims that he was leaving messages on her voicemail until the early hours of the morning. She says she doesn't want to be contacted by him. I'm shocked by it, actually. I'm shocked that it went out. And I'm shocked that... Actually, do you know, this is the sort of talk that you, you worry that men have about you when you're not in the room. There's always sort of a worry in the back of your mind, which is, are people actually interested in what I'm saying or what I'm doing? Or are they just looking at me for physically. Um, She demanded an apology from the channel and I believe she has now had an email from the executive editor, the boss of of GB News, apologising for what was said about her. While Lawrence Fox tweeted he stood by every single word, he said... It's called free speech. I realise that the new woke world is low on laughter and high on offence. But it's still worth trying to find the lighter moments in this joyless new cancel culture which has been created for us. You know, this would never have happened anywhere I've ever worked previously in the UK, from ITV to Sky. This kind of situation just would not have, it would have been nipped in the bud. And the interesting thing I find in all of this is that Lawrence Fox is now saying that he had done a Mm pre-interview. So before going on the show, he had told the producers what he intended to say and nobody had flagged up any concerns. Yeah, I'm, I am really interested in that. So I saw that Lawrence had said that basically a researcher had had a pre-interview with him and he had said something very similar to what he eventually said about Ava when he was on air. Is this not an example of GB News trying to run with the hare and hunt with the hounds? If you bring on people who say, like, if you make your whole thing bringing people on who say things that are offensive and objectionable, are you not going to find yourself having to apologise for having guests say things that are offensive and objectionable? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Ellen. You know, any production team will speak to a guest before they go on air. And this is why we don't generally hear on, you know, channels like RTE or ITV or the BBC, you don't hear racial remarks. You shouldn't be hearing anti-Semitic because all of this is nipped in the bud and people flag it up and say, yeah, let's not have that person on because you know what, they're a bit wacko. And for whatever reason, someone at GB News has thought it could be a very, very junior producer who is in awe of the fact that, you know, he has quite a following Lawrence Fox. Mm -hmm. He was a a prominent actor here at one stage before he disappeared off into conspiracy theories and right wing politics. Um, So it may well be that someone just thought, okay, well, you know, that'll make great TV. But there needs to be more management involvement, editorial judgment and, and basic good journalism. You know, Ava Evans is a fantastic journalist. She should be able to do her job. She should be able to broadcast and express an opinion uh, without having now getting death threats online from right-wing followers. 
And is there anything that can be done about this? I mean, has anybody been complaining to Ofcom and do they have any uh, do they have kind of any control or regulation over GB News? Well, Ofcom is the broadcasting watchdog in the United Kingdom. Some people feel it's a bit of a toothless tiger. Um, there are several outstanding complaints that Ofcom are investigating. Now, we've also heard uh, from a spokesperson from Ofcom as well that has confirmed that they have received a large number of complaints um, about the comments made by Lawrence Fox on that GB News programme. And it seems that they too will be investigating. You know, Conservative MPs interviewing each other on a news channel you know, masquerading as as news. The thing that really annoys me is that, you know, they make themselves out to be this kind of anti-establishment channel. Mm-hmm. And yet there are several members of the British government sitting in Parliament who have their own shows on the programme. You turn on some evenings and you're watching elected members of Parliament and you think, well, how is this in any way good for your constituents that you're managing to find all this time to broadcast. The right of the Conservative Party and in this country is coalescing around this TV channel. They employ at least four former cabinet ministers. This is a a very major thing that's happening here, or at least they hope it's going to be. And this little fracas is is just the tip of the iceberg. The same people, when you ring them up as a journalist and ask for a comment on something, they often tell you they're too busy, far too busy. (laughs) And I know that when GB News originally set itself up, the whole idea was that it would kind of be like Fox News for the UK that would be an antidote to what it perceived as, you know, an overwhelming liberal agenda in the rest of the the media. Has it actually managed to do that? No, I, I think, look, Fox News, it's faulty towers news, I think some critics would argue. Some of the stuff you see on there is... Uh, really, really odd. Look, everyone's opinion is welcome. And I think what they're trying to, or what their mission originally was, was that a lot of opinions weren't being heard on channels like Sky News and the BBC. The establishment had their chance. Now we're here to represent your views. Britain's watching. Britain's watching. Britain's watching. We're proud to be GB News. The People's Channel. Britain's News Channel. I've been reporting all my life. I started out on the Echo newspaper in Enscorthy, my hometown, when I was 15. And on day one, I think someone said to me, facts, facts, facts. And, you know, all this kind of wild opinion and conspiracy theories and people with really kind of unusual takes on the news. You know, you should be turning on a news channel to get news, get information, get the sport, find out what's going on in business and see the weather as well. Um, And people are turning on and getting Lawrence Fox basically making really vile remarks about a young female journalist. Enda Brady in London, thank you so much for taking us through it. My pleasure, Alan. So Dave Hannity from the Irish Independent, uh, you were here to kind of fill us in a little bit more on the the main characters of this story, Dan Wooden and Lawrence Fox. Um, and we might start with Dan. So he is one of the main presenters or stars of GB News. Fill me in a little bit more on who uh, some of his colleagues on that controversial channel would be. Like, are there any more kind of household names? Oh yeah, like it's a murderer's row for conservative Britain. Uh, it kind of started off, Andrew Neil was the big poster boy to begin with. He left the BBC to become the the chairman of and lead presenter of GB News. And that was some, seen as something of a coup, I guess, in some circles. However, after only nine shows, he actually threw in the towel and left the organisation completely. He gave this tearful interview to, to the Daily Mail in which he was saying how it was just amateurish production and it, you know there were so many technical difficulties. And he said, if I stayed with the channel, it, quote, would have killed me. So not a great ringing endorsement for the start of your channel, essentially. After that, though, you have some other big names. Uh, Michael Portillo. You got the freshly knighted Jacob Rees 
smug, which mm-hmm. you would think would be a conflict of interest for, you know, a serving member of the British Parliament. Uh, Eamon Holmes, Nigel Farage, and of course... Dan Wooden. Yeah, tell me more a little bit more about Dan. Uh, so f- tell me about his background. Where did he come from? Well, he's New Zealand British and he broke into journalism as a cub reporter back in New Zealand. He worked on a newspaper and he worked on a TV show. But he emigrated to the UK when he was 21. Uh, very quickly found work at magazines and daytime showbiz reporter. His big move, I suppose, in, in his kind of young journalistic career is when he signed up with the News of the World in 2007. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like TV editing and showbiz stuff. That's largely where he's kind of made his name across the board. Uh, He ends up at the Daily Mail as a columnist and a features writer. He eventually ends up at The Sun as an executive editor and also the kind of gatekeeper for their bizarre showbiz column, which has been running for decades. Like That's kind of like a two-pager in the the magazine. And it's all kind of celebrity muckraking. And he's made a lot of enemies across the board, you know, with different people, significant names. And uh, at one point, you know, during his career, actually, when Johnny Depp sued The Sun, for defamation in the UK, it was Dan Wooten that was named as the executive editor at the time. And of course, as it turned out in that case, The Sun actually won. Uh, the judge ruled that what was printed about Johnny Depp, you know, the Amber Heard situation there in the first kind of run of this uh, in the media was actually, quote, substantially true. So a rare win for tabloid journalism, I suppose you could say. And then from there, eventually, you know, like he kind of makes his bones uh, with Megxit, as it was dubbed, and, you know, itself described as a misogynistic term. And what that was, was it was a front page splash on the sun and it was Dan Wooden's name on it, essentially saying that Meghan Markle and Harry Windsor were leaving, consciously uncoupling, if you will, from the British royal family. Credit where it's due, in those circles, it's a pretty big journalistic scalp. And then from there, he leaves the sun and goes to GB News very much as a star name. This guy is going to be presenting nightly television. Not uncommon, you know, like you can specialize in a field such as showbiz journalism and then become a catch-all host. But he was brought in, along with those aforementioned names, to be this kind of gallery of stars in that world. Obviously, Dan is in hot water with this current ongoing controversy at GB News, but he has been in hot water before. He's no stranger to trouble. That's correct. And as a matter of fact, Mail Online, where he was serving as a twice-weekly columnist, have now taken the decision to terminate his contract entirely. Following events this week, DMG Media can confirm that Dan Wilson's freelance column with Mail Online, which had already been paused, has now been terminated along with his contract. Now, when they say there that it had already been paused, they were referring to an ongoing previous suspension which took place over the summer uh, because of a multi-part investigation by the Byline Times which threw allegations against Wooten that he had allegedly been using fake online identities to trick men into sending him sexually explicit images. Now, this has been denied wholesale by Dan Wooten and by his legal team. The Metropolitan Police in the UK have said that there is no criminal investigation at the moment and of course Dan Wooten himself addressed it at the time in extremely Dan Wooten fashion. He went on his show during the summer and gave this very long, I think it was about seven or eight minutes, unbroken address down the lens to the camera, tearful as, as all hell as well, and just saying that, you know, this is a smear campaign. Uh, as you probably don't know, hopefully you don't know, because you're not insane enough to pay attention to the cesspit of social media. These past few days, I have been the target of a smear campaign by nefarious players with an axe to grind. But the criminal allegations being made against me are simply untrue. I would like nothing more than to address those spurious claims. I could actually spend the next two hours doing so, but on the advice of my lawyers, I cannot comment further. 
he said that there are, quote, dark forces out to get him, which is a phrase that we've heard before in British media when someone is disgraced. And I think he's also very much doing that thing that we're seeing a lot of where he's saying that he's too close to the truth. You right. Know, he's the rattling. Brand defense, basically. Yeah. He's rattling too many cages. And so this has come out and there's no truth to it whatsoever. But I think it's an interesting thing because... These outlets pride themselves on being the voice of the voiceless, like I say, and asking the questions that other journalists are too weak to do. So why are they booking now? Like, why are they booking to pressure? And it comes down to money and advertising. And I was kind of talking us through the apologies that he's been posting. Like, is he a little bit more contrite on this occasion than we might have seen from him before? Yeah, um, in his instance, though, I mean, as as noted as well earlier on, Ava Evans has said that he was ringing her into the night trying to apologize. Um, he on Twitter, like like a day after it aired, said, "I want to reiterate my regret over the exchange with Lawrence. Having looked at the footage, I can see how inappropriate my reaction to his totally unacceptable remarks appears to be. And I want to be clear that I was in no way amused by the comments. I reacted as I did out of shock and surprise in an off guard moment while working on how to respond. As he continued to speak by searching." for tweets she'd sent earlier in the day. I should have intervened immediately and challenged it. So this is very much a case, like like it's a rare act of contrition. I think they realise that they are in genuine hot water here. And like I say, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that GB News is trying to build its platform. Like it's doing quite well on social media. It has a big following there. The numbers aren't great for the viewers, but it's not nothing. And I suppose at least on this occasion, Dan has had at least some of the good grace to at least appear apologetic and kind of try to make the right noises. But... The guest who kind of got him into this spot of bother in the first place is not as apologetic. Who is Lawrence Fox and why was he on GB News in the first place? Lawrence Fox, it's an interesting kind of career path because he's an actor. He's someone who kind of broke through and he comes from an acting dynasty. His father won a BAFTA award. His grandparents worked in theatre. His siblings are also actors as well. And he was in the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Uh, initially in the early 2000s, it seemed like he might be a somebody. He's in Gosford Park. That's kind of maybe one of his bigger roles. But it's he's a small part in it, but it's an ensemble piece. Um, his biggest role, I suppose, that people would know him from would be the detective show Lewis, which is an Inspector Morse spinoff that ran on ITV for over a decade or thereabouts. But I mean, he's never, he's not A-list, you know, and he's something of a mediocre performer as well. So his acting roles have kind of dried up in recent years because he has moved into uh, different concerns, we should say. So during COVID, this is when he moved into, as you described, maybe a different career path. Well, I mean, an agitator, I think, would be the way to put it. Because, I mean, if you look at his Twitter bio, for whatever reason, it describes him as a trans lesbian of colour. And right. he bills himself as an anti-woke campaigner. So I guess he would refer to himself these days as a political activist. But during the pandemic, he became an extremely vocal online presence about being anti-vax. You know, he wore a T-shirt, said that he was immune. He gets COVID a few days later. And, you know, he plays that up as well. So he's been extremely outspoken about uh, COVID and the vaccine and that kind of thing. And of course, that will bring you to a different audience of people. Yeah. But that's his day job. His day job appears to be just shouting about his own kind of belief system when it comes to the pandemic and vaccines and disease and that kind of thing. And that was at a point in time when it was very easy to find a constituency online for that kind of thing. And I suppose, unsurprisingly, then he did try to translate that into into politics. Yeah, he announced that he wanted to be the London mayor. Uh, He wanted to challenge Sadiq Khan because he said, you're not doing enough on knife crime and violent crime in this country. It leads to him founding his own party called the Reclaim Party, which, you know, sounds very 
post-Brexit to me. Um, and he promised to get rid of face masks and, you know, just restore order and challenge outlets like the BBC. He got 47,000 votes when he ran for London mayor, which wasn't enough to actually abstain from having to pay his 10,000 euro, or 10,000 pounds deposit. He had to pay that as a result of it. So he still puts himself out there as a political figure. So he wants to be in the Houses of Parliament someday. So unsurprisingly, he's trying to frame this whole controversy and these remarks, which I think any right-thinking person would take issue with as um, a free speech issue. Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, like, it's the classic case of I'm being silent. And in this situation, it is a case, like you said earlier on, it is don't back down, double down. But if you look at his behaviour, it's genuinely childlike and immature. My thanks to Enda Brady and to Dave Hannerty. I'm Ellen Coyne and today's episode was produced by Tabitha Monaghan, researched by Dave Hanrity and Gareth Mulhall, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from GB News, Dan Wooden Tonight, BBC, Sky News, Channel 4, ITV, Politics Joe and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Machan Shah, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochrecha, Nach Vetoch Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or Kornrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms.